Mr. Colombo, are you a boss of the mafia? No, I am not. Is there a mafia? No, there is not. Works notorious Gambino crime family. The Lucchese crime family. The alleged boss of the Bonanno crime family. Colombo crime family. The Genovese crime family is the Ivy League of, of the five families. There's nothing beats being a mafia boss. It's uh, better than being a Hollywood star. You are listening to This Day in the Mob. We are your only daily Mafia history podcast bringing you the biggest events in the mob from this very day in history. As always, this is your host, John Curran, and today is August 5th, 2022, and we are headed back 29 years to the very day to find out what happened on This Day in the Mob. John Vesey's first hit was in broad daylight. The targets? Rival mob boss Jerry Merlino and his top lieutenant Michael Cangellini. Vesey and a partner drove up on the pair, hit the brakes, and opened fire. Was your heart racing as you were coming down the street? Well, I didn't really think like that. I was going to work, and part of my work that day was to kill somebody. Joey Merlino survived the attack, but Michael Cangellini was killed. We all know the term... Homicide refers to one person killing another. But did you know that the term fratricide is used for one brother killing another? It sounds horrible, but through the annals of history, there have been countless scenarios of brother killing brother. In Greek mythology, the god Osiris is murdered by his own brother Sep in an attempt to take the throne. There was the biblical story of Cain and Abel where Cain murders his brother out of jealousy. In Shakespeare's Hamlet, Claudius kills his brother the king to take the throne. And of course, in one of the most iconic examples of fratricide ever, Michael kills Fredo for betraying him in The Godfather Part 2. Brother against brother is a term used often when discussing the Civil War and the heartbreaking predicament that families of border states faced when their sons chose to fight for opposing sides. Almost a century and a half after the American Civil War, there was another civil war in the United States, more specifically in Philadelphia. On this day, August 5th, 1993, the Philadelphia mob experienced the same fratricide that has been a theme throughout time. And as in history, it stemmed from a feud over who would have control, in this case, who would control their mafia family. In the early 1990s, the Philadelphia mob was controlled by an old-school Sicilian Don named John Stanfa, who ran the family with the blessing from the powerful Gambino family in New York. The New York mafia has always kind of played controller of the smaller Philadelphia mob. Now, the old-school mafiosi in Philly were loyal to the codes of La Cosa Nostra, and they always accepted the rulings and decrees from the commission in New York. But the younger generation, the headstrong rising stars in the Philly underworld, didn't like another city essentially controlling their streets, their turf. One of these groups, known as the Young Turks, 
was headed by the bold and charismatic skinny Joey Merlino, and they saw Stanfa as an outsider. A little background on Stanfa. He was the driver for longtime Don Angelo Bruno, and he set up Bruno to get whacked in the 80s. He then lied to the grand jury about the murder and was forced to flee the city of Philadelphia. When he was later found and arrested in charge of perjury, he was sent away to prison for eight years. The Young Turk faction knew that for the Gambinos to make their old connected friend boss of the family, after essentially being MIA for a decade, was clearly just a plant so they could control the Philadelphia mob. One former member of the Merlino camp would be quoted as saying, they believe Stanfa didn't have anything and wasn't entitled to be where he was at. Stanfa, trying to ease the tensions between the two factions, made Joey Chang Changalini his underboss. He did this in an attempt to ingratiate himself with the Merlino faction, because Joey Chang's brother Mikey Changalini was a member of the Young Turks. He was also Joey's number two and best, best friend. It worked for a little bit. Things were tame in the streets of Philadelphia for a while, until Stanfa put one of his men, little Felix Bocino, in charge of the Young Turks. That put them on a precipice of the war to come. Merlino, Mikey Chang, and the rest of the Young Turks disregarded any of Bocino's orders and disrespected him every chance they got. Stanfa was enraged at this disrespect and gave the Young Turks one last chance to fall into line by sending his underboss, Joey Chang, to go talk to his brother and his crew. As I'm sure you can guess by now, the brash Young Turks essentially told Joey Chang and Stanfa to fuck off, thus putting the brothers, Mikey and Joey Chang, on opposite sides of a coming war. Merlino and Mikey Chang ordered the murder of the old Stanfa loyalist, and Bocino was found shot dead behind the wheel of his car in 1992. A month later, we would see the first brother-on-brother -brother battle. Walking home one night after a game of basketball, Mikey Chang was ambushed by two men with shotguns who fired repeatedly at him until he scurried into his house where his daughters and his wife hid in fear for their lives. The family and Mikey both survived the shooting, but Mikey was struck by one of the over 12 shotgun blasts. The fact that there was an attempt on his life wasn't a surprise. The fact that the shooters would open fire into a house with innocence was surprising. But what infuriated and hurt Mikey Chang the most? One of the shooters who lit him up with the 12 shots was none other than his own brother, Joey. One year later, almost to the day, Mikey Chang and the Young Turks would extract their revenge. In the early morning hours, while opening up his diner, Joey Changalini, the underboss to John Stanfa, was ambushed by three mass shooters sent by his own brother, Mikey Chang. Joe Changalini took 12 slugs from the gunman to his head, his neck, and his stomach. He was left for dead, lying in a pool of his own blood, and the Philly underboss somehow survived. Unfortunately, 
He was left permanently handicapped. He would never be right again. A few years ago, someone in the Philadelphia family once said of Joey Chang that he couldn't even walk and chew a stick of gum at the same time. Two brothers, each attempting to take the other's life, each somehow surviving. It should have ended there, but it didn't. The Philadelphia mob was in an all-out war, and there was no going back. John Stanfa, with his underboss Joey Chang, now left maimed and incapacitated, brought in a young thug from the neighborhood who already had a violent rap sheet. As we heard in the 60 Minutes interview with that young thug, John Veazey, at the top of the show, he was ordered by Stanfa to take out Skinny Joey and his number two, Mikey Chang Changalini. But the duo was elusive. Vizi searched for them without success for months. But finally, on this day, August 5th, 1992, Vizi found his marks. He and Stanfa hitman Phil Coletti saw their marks walking into their headquarters and ambushed the unsuspecting boss of the Young Turks and his number two. Skinny Joey Merlino and Mikey Chang were sprayed with a bombardment of bullets. Merlino, only wounded, held his number two man, his best friend, Mikey Chang, in his arms as he died. Grieving the loss of a man he considered to be his brother, Merlino went into an uncontrollable fury and planned his revenge. But he wasn't just going to take out Stanfa's men. No, he was going for the boss himself disregarding any old mafia edict against killing the Don. Just a few weeks after the death of Mikey Chang, Skinny Joey and his crew would commit what would become one of the most reckless and brazen mafia hit attempts of all time. But that, that's a story for another day in the mob. I'm John Curran. Thank you for listening. As always, please subscribe, rate, and review our show to help us grow. Follow us on all social media platforms. All are at This Day in the Mob. But most importantly, tune in tomorrow, August 6th, to see how two gangsters robbed the Flamingo Hotel and Casino and paid the ultimate price for it. <laughs>